Welcome, welcome to our podcast, Chronic Plus Iconic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. It's such an honour to have you on. Oh, thank you so much. No, mm-hmm. thank you. So to start, would, would you be okay to give everybody a bit of a background about your Lyme journey and a bit about you? Yeah, so I'm originally from Illinois. I yeah. grew up an, uh, about an hour out from Chicago. And um, I had you know, really great life, childhood, growing up. I was very active, very healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, right now I'm um, living in, in Arizona. Um, I'm 28 years old, and I had, you know, a lot of health issues in the past, but I'm doing a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And like you were saying, you were, you were full, fully fit, so this sort of struck you down. But, you know, you're doing so much to get back to you again, and you're doing so great. And that's why it was really important for me to sort of interview you today because I think you're going to be able to give a lot of the listeners a lot of tips uh, tips and hints on what you've been doing really yeah and like that's my like mission in life now I just want to help others who've had you know chronic illness issues like this yeah of course <laughs> so when when about did you actually get Lyme disease and how were you diagnosed um it's it's really hard to tell. I have an idea maybe Um, when I was, well, in Illinois, there are ticks there. And I went hiking, I was about 12 years old and I got, uh, it was a dog tick and it was, I remember it was right behind my ear. And, um, but we were able to remove it and we called the doctor and they said that um, those type of ticks don't carry Lyme disease. So we don't need to test for it. And then, yeah, but I was I was totally fine until I was 15 years old. That's when I just one day all of a sudden like I could not I was sick. Like I could not yeah. get out of bed. And, and um uh, there are they say that the deer tick is the tick that carries Lyme disease and there is a lot of like deer near my house and stuff. I would play outside a lot. So it is possible that I get I got bit by a deer tick, but I just don't remember it. Right. Mhm. And obviously, did you go through many years of being undiagnosed to you finally getting diagnosed? And how was those years of not knowing how you, you know, what was causing your health to decline so rapidly? Because I know so many people feel embarrassed, isolated. A lot of people don't have family support. So how did you cope with it all? Mm-hmm. Well, originally they diagnosed me with POTS, which is yeah. postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And uh, they said there's no cause or cure for it, that I just, you know, maybe I'd grow out of it in a few years. Yeah. And um, I, was, I was sick for six years. Wow. With, and like nothing really helped. I was disabled. I wasn't able to attend school full time or I wasn't able to drive. Yeah. And um, I was part of this Facebook group for people with POTS. And so some of the people on there were saying that they were getting diagnosed with Lyme disease and they really recommended that other people get diagnosed or, you know, get the test for it. Yeah. I I asked my doctor for a Lyme test and she highly doubted that I had it just because, you know, I didn't have the typical Lyme, you know, symptoms. Like I didn't, I don't remember a tick bite. I don't, I didn't get the rash or anything. So, but she gave it, she gave me the test anyway. And and it was uh, the Western blot test. So it was, you know, this is like the CDC test that you do. It 
it came back positive. And so she was totally shocked, like, because she really didn't think that it had it. So now she, you know, she, after I got a positive test, she's like, I'm testing all my POTS patients for Lyme disease. So wow, that helps so much to have a doctor actually like listen to you and like, you know, really help you on your journey, even if they, you know, might disagree with it. You know, that listening just, it was so helpful and you actually got me the diagnosis. Exactly. And, you know, from your diagnosis, you'll have helped so many other people as well. And a lot of people don't have the support of their doctor. I know in the UK, um, a lot of people go through a lot of years of, you know, sort of being dismissed really by the doctor and not really knowing where to turn for treatment sort of wise, because there is nobody that believes them. Everyone just says Lyme disease doesn't exist. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that was great that you managed to get a doctor that was very so, you know, so understanding and so supportive. And I know that you've had quite a few treatments. Would you sort of like to go through maybe a couple of the treatment methods that you've used and share a bit about your, well, how you dealt with treatment? Mm -hmm. Well, so after the Lyme diagnosis, I was sent to uh, an infectious disease specialist. Yeah. And, um, and he put me on the antibiotics for 30 days. And I, I was asking him questions like, is this causing the POTS? He's like, no, it has nothing to do with the POTS. He's like, you just got Lyme recently. And, you know, I'm like, I've been telling him, like, I've been sick for years. He's like, no, they have nothing to do with each other. So it's like, so in 30 days after I take the antibiotics, I'm going to be better. He's like, yeah, and you won't have to come back in. There's no test to see if it's, you know, better. Oh. And so after 30 days, of course, I was sick as ever. Yeah. You know, and so I, I decided to go to a different infectious disease specialist who was more, you know, he was a Lyme literate doctor. Yes. But he put me on antibiotics for another six months. Wow. And that long, like I was so worse. Like yeah. it was just terrible. I had to go off of them. And like I was getting, uh, you know, messages from my health insurance saying like it's very dangerous to be on antibiotics for that long so definitely I just went off of them and um you know there's no other like treatment options like you really your only option is to do like these alternative treatments yes because there is no like official cure for chronic Lyme disease so I had to like just kind of you know I tried a lot of different things I tried like acupuncture laser therapy yeah um I can't, I can't even remember all the things I tried, but, um, let's see. One of the, one of the things that helped was I was on the paleo diet. Um, so it was just like meat and vegetables and grains, no sugar, no dairy. And that, I feel like that helped a lot with like my inflammation. Yeah. I did feel a lot better on that diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's kind of like you learn on the job really, don't you? You have to sort of try the treatments at first because all you want to do is get better but sometimes you Mm -hmm. have to go back to square one and really think back to you know sort of going the natural route really and stripping it all back and just you know doing it your sort of your own way because everybody's different everybody's infected with different co-infections and as you said there's no one effective treatment for chronic Mm -hmm. Lyme and it's very difficult for someone to say this worked for me, I'm fine now, this will work for you because it might not work for someone else. So it's it's great to have like yourself on and other great 
you know Lyme disease sufferers that are, are doing so well because everybody can just sort of gain a bit of advice gain a bit of hints and tips because it is one of those diseases that you do feel so isolated and so lost in mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of trial and error for the treatment definitely so how do you find your health is today mm-hmm. well I did um the IV therapy yeah. treatment okay um I did that for a few years and it was like um vitamin d no no <laughs> what was it? it was vitamin vitamin b vitamin right. c calcium and magnesium and the glutathione i did that for a few years and that was one of the treatments that you know really helped me a lot yeah um like seeing it was through a naturopathic doctor wow. and uh she was she also had me on a lot of like different uh, like supplements like that or like back I don't know antibacterial or, yes and I, I also had the babesia the Lyme co-infection so right that was really hard to get rid of too but I think just helping my body like I don't know strengthen my own immune system to that, fight it yeah. off yeah so you know after a few years it took about like four years after I was diagnosed with Lyme to actually you know get better from it so I was in total, I was sick for 10 years. Wow. And, you know, most of the time I was, you know, I was disabled. I was isolated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had, you know, really bad anxiety too. I think that was a part of the uh, Lyme symptom. Yeah. And like you said, you, you were only 15. So you're mm-hmm. still finding your feet and trying to find your place in the world and exploring mm-hmm. hobbies and different things like that. So it's a very, very hard age to become unwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like I, I had missed out on a lot, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, now you're doing amazing things because you're a model, which is a very demanding yeah. job. So how do you manage yeah. that? Like, I'm, I'm feeling 100% better. I feel... You know, I'm able to go to the gym. I'm able to drive. I'm able to work. I'm doing school full time now. I feel like, you know, I have a very busy schedule. And sometimes, like, I, I like think about it. I'm like, whoa, like, this is my life now. Yeah. Um, especially with the modeling, like, you know, I, I was so isolated during those years and I didn't have any friends. I had really bad social anxiety. You know, uh, you know, now that I'm like over that, I'm just, I can't believe, like, wow, I have like, so many followers on Instagram and like, you know, people want to follow me and like, you know, I'm doing the modeling thing. And like, I would have never been able to do that when I had the Lyme because like, like you said, it's very demanding. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's early hours, long days. Um, yeah. You know, like going extreme conditions. Like if it's really cold outside you have to be really hot outside. Um, I did one. It was like, you know, in the middle of summer in Phoenix, and it was in this abandoned building with no air conditioning. <laughs> but oh I was like, physically, you know, endured through that. And I was, you know, I felt fine. I was just like, I'm so amazed now, like, how like, better I've gotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, you were talking about Instagram and how many followers you've got and everything like that. But you do do a lot mm-hmm. of sort of helping with positive mindset. And obviously, people seeing you doing so well, gives people a lot of hope more than you probably really know and um, obviously yeah. you'll probably get the feedback now and 
you realize the people that you touch and the people that you are able to influence by your, you know, strong and determination to succeed in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, when I get messages like that, telling me that, you know, I've gave them hope, like that is worth more than gold to me. Like, yes, giving someone hope, like, it is so precious. It's so important. Like, like, you know, I would, you know, I just want to do that the rest of my life. And um, with the positive mindset, like, like when I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no reason that I was going to get better. Like, I just felt it in my soul. Like, I'm going to get better, like, no matter what, like, this is my goal in life, even if it takes me my entire life, like, I'm going to get better. Like, you yeah. have to, like, make it and just, like, positive thinking or, like, constructive thinking, because it's so easy to just think, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be like this forever. I feel, you know, I feel so dumb. I feel like I'm, I'm useless. But, like, you know, that's really, like, telling ourselves that what is, what we speak over our life is going to happen over our life. If we think we're never going to get better, like we're not going to go out there and try as hard as we possibly can to get better. And, you know, it's probably likely you won't get better. But if you think like, you know, I am, I am going to get better no matter what. And like, have that be your goal and think of yourself like, you know, I am healing. It's like, I don't know, to me, it made such a huge difference just to change my mindset to more, positive and constructive thinking yeah definitely and I think it's it's sort of key for your own sanity as well really because like you said we only get one shot at life we and we only get one chance and you have to sort of sometimes accept and appreciate um certain situations have happened or is happening but you you want to still chase your dreams you still want to make your mark on the world and and you're doing that in a great way and like you said, you, you're helping so many and inspiring so many. So that's so heartwarming to you. And like you said, yeah. the messages that you get every day is, is what keeps you fighting and what keeps you chasing your dreams as well. Yeah. And even if it's, if I just help one person, like it's so worth it, you know, all the suffering I had to go through, if I can just help one person, it makes it so worth it. Definitely. So awareness work wise, how much do you do and what kind of things do you do to help raise awareness about the disease? Oh, well, I mostly go just do it through Instagram and yes. I'm on YouTube a little bit too. And um, especially with Lyme disease, because there's so much unknown about it and um, so much, not, not a lot of people know what it is. A lot of people, you know, ask me like, what is Lyme disease? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Lyme disease is, it's not that rare. Um, there's over like 300,000 new cases yeah. per year. And that's like more than um, like a more than HIV, more than breast cancer, more than uh, like a lot of these, you know, diseases that people have heard about. Yeah. And a lot of the times, like I, a lot of these chronic illnesses, like, like POTS or lupus, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, like a lot of them are like, oh, there's no cause for it. People don't know the cause. They think it's an autoimmune thing, like their body just malfunctioned for no reason. But in a lot of these cases, it's caused by Lyme disease. Like that's the root cause. And a lot of people are just, they're not aware of that um, yeah. because there's so much lack of research and like, you know, like so many doctors just don't believe it's a thing. But, you know, that, so that's one of the reasons like I want to raise awareness so much 
Um, yeah. cause you know, <laughs> I just want to, you know, help people. And also like with advocacy, because there's so much injustices that happen for people with chronic illnesses. Like they're not getting the right treatment, you know, health insurance won't pay for any of it. Yeah. That's another reason. And then just raising awareness for the hope because, you know, it is possible. It's not, you know, it's not a thing that, you know, it's going to affect you for the rest of your life. People always think chronic means forever, but not necessarily. It could just, it just means a long time, but there's definitely hope. It is, you always have to think it is possible. Like it might not be easy or very probable, but all you need is possibility to get better. Yeah. And I think that that was very, very important. What you've just raised about the fact that other big like diseases such as HIV now have lower um, cases than Lyme disease stats and that's crazy because obviously we still face a lot of ignorance and even in the UK it's still bad but and I know in Australia it's it's really really bad and America I know are coming around to the idea that Lyme disease is a massive problem but I it's kind of like why isn't there more funding why isn't there more research when it's obviously clearly a global threat and like you were saying it's an underlying issue to lots of other diseases that are out there and diagnosis that get, you know, given to people on a daily basis. And that's what makes it so difficult. And I know that over in America, a lot of um, doctors have lost their licenses and a lot of people are left untreated like they are here because yeah. the ignorance is just so, is so high and it's just crazy to me. And to me, I, you know we but we both like to raise awareness because we want to protect and save lives so why aren't the doctors wanting to do the same Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. have has things changed a lot since you got diagnosed um in the sense of awareness over in america um i think so because um you know for a long time like i would never even think of that I had Lyme disease, you know, I just thought it was the POTS, the heart condition. Yeah. Um, This year, you know, every year there's the take a bite out of Lyme disease awareness. Yes. And I've seen that grow over the years. And uh, this year in the United States, they're having a, you know, big rally on um, May 17th in Washington, DC for, you know, Lyme, Lyme disease, uh, you know, awareness and treatment and, they're just having a you know big rally. Um, yeah. And in, um, where was it? It was Niagara Falls. They um, had like the lime green lights flashing over Niagara Falls to raise awareness for Lyme disease. So oh, I wow. think, yeah, there's a lot more, you know, people getting diagnosed with Lyme and then a lot more people, you know, want to raise awareness for it. So I have seen it grown over the years. That's that's a really, really good sign and that's good to know. And like say if more and more doctors become educated, people can get diagnosed quickly and, and more effectively, so then they can access treatment as well a lot quicker and hopefully get on the mend a lot faster, which is great. And like you're saying, you know, it was very, very difficult because you were struck down at a time when you were just finding your feet and probably a lot of people get struck down around the same age and it's very it's very very difficult to pick yourself up after that so you should be really really proud of yourself and all that you've you know you are achieving and continue to achieve in the future but have you got any sort of hints and tips to the listeners out there that may be thinking 
you know, or doubting themselves that, you know, they can't do it anymore. They can't chase their dreams or, you know, they, they aren't deserving of life almost. Mm-hmm. Well, like my biggest like tip that I have is to keep moving forward because yeah. you can never get where you want to go if you don't move forward. If you just stay where you are, you're never going to get better. The only way <laughs> is to keep moving forward. And that was like my, like my, you know, mantra, just every day, like keep moving forward, get to the next day and, and, you know, try a treatment. If it doesn't work, try another treatment, try another, (laughs) just keep going, keep moving, keep going, like don't stop, don't quit. And like, there's a lot of times where, you know, I did have a lot of doubt and I thought like, you know, I, there's a point, like, I really thought I was going to die from it. I didn't think I was going to make it, but I don't know, you know, just keep moving forward. It's really the only thing you can do. And I guess like you become far, far more grateful about everything in life, don't you? Because like you said, you've gone through that time where your life is almost flashed before your eyes and you feel like it's all slipping away from you. So now that you've like got it back and you're doing so well and you've got your career on the go and that's great. And I think you're probably so much more grateful as a person, which I think is truly special as well, because a lot of people take health for granted they take life for granted and they take everything in it for granted and sometimes Mm -hmm. people just have to sit back and take a quick reality check of how actually how very very lucky they are Mm -hmm. yeah like every single day I feel so grateful like even over just the little things like you know I'm able to drive now and you know I'm I'm so happy (laughs) every single day that I'm able to do that you know I'm sitting at a like a red light and I'll be like smiling like I I'm so grateful I'm able to drive right now or if I'm in a like a long line at the grocery store I'm like I'm so grateful that I'm able to stand here and like I'm happy about it yeah yeah even at like the gym like I really enjoy running on the treadmill and that's something I would never be able to do before and you know I'm running like really fast and I have a smile on my face like I'm just so happy that I'm able to do these things and I think also it's it's quite nice to sort of voice how grateful you are because it's weird how other people pick up on it around you. So when you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so um, grateful my, for my cup of coffee and they kind of look at you weirdly at first and then you're like, yeah. I couldn't, you know, drink this maybe the other day and, and then they think, oh, actually, like I can, I can drink this, that and the other and then they become a bit, bit more grateful because they realise that, how grateful you are and I think that's that's great because we should all be more appreciative and grateful yeah. yeah even like throughout my day throughout my day if I have a busy schedule like I have to you know run an essay for my school and then I have you know a meeting or have a shoot with the you know f- photographer like and I'm just yeah. like I'm driving like all over the place all over Phoenix and like it it's a hectic day and I'm really Definitely. busy and I know like I hear like a lot of people like complain about you know having busy days but I just felt so grateful that I was able to have a day like that like I used to think of that as like like a healthy people problem like a normal people problem I'm just so glad it's like not a chronic illness problem that I'm having definitely and I'm, I'm sure probably modeling has helped you build your confidence back because like we were saying before 15 is a is a hard time to lose your health so it takes a knock-on effect 
to you it's sort of inner soul so has has modeling helped you in that way yeah like I would have never thought like be able to do this or like especially with the social anxiety that took a very long time to overcome I just had to keep pushing myself to go to like you know social situations and social gatherings I really had to push myself yeah. you know every single like there is no easy way to like get over that that's really just putting yourself in the uncomfortable situation and like there's no way I would have been able to even like talk like this um yeah. like I really want to you know in the future I want to do public speaking you know speaking with thousands wow. and it's just so like think of that like how much I've like overcome like when I was sick I I was going to a one college class at the community college and, you know, I would never talk to anyone there, but I would, I would just feel so nauseous, like on the way over, like, I felt like throwing up on the parking lot, like, the whole time, like my, oh. my jaw was clenched. And like, afterwards, I just felt like crying, and I didn't even talk to anyone. So like, yeah. now, like going from that to like, being comfortable, like speaking in front of a crowd, like, you know, that was like, a, that was even harder sometimes, I think, than like overcoming the Lyme disease. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I you sort of gain so much strength when you start to feel a bit stronger and it's really helpful because you be, you've start to believe that you know fears are are just lies really they're just things that are holding you back and the more you conquer them the more of a thrill you get and I think it just stems through the whole of your life you don't let anything hold you back anymore because you do appreciate that time is precious you don't know you know what's around the corner and even though it's it's an awful disease and we won't wish it upon anybody because it's hell, it's also great for for us because we've, you know, become so, so strong as people. Mm-hmm. So I think we should definitely use that as a as a great tool for us in the future. And you're doing that in a in a great way with your setting your career up and obviously mm-hmm. just reliving life and taking back your life. And I really, really appreciate you coming on today and talking more about this because I think you're going to really help motivate a lot of people and just show people that, you know, you can still chase your dreams. You do still deserve life and it is all possible. Yeah. And um, like you said, like you have to see the positive side of things. Um, like, like you know Lyme disease chronic illness it can ruin your life but if you like look at it through a different perspective and seeing like you know I'm I'm developing more patience I'm developing more gratefulness like you know if you like focus on that and then you know just focus on the positive and now that I have like overcome all that like like you're saying like now I'm like you know I can overcome Lyme disease like I can overcome anything like I can become a very, you know, successful model and speaker and writer. And I just know that because, you know, I have overcome so much, like, I, you know, I feel like I wasn't healed just so I could, you know, live a normal life again. I feel like I can like be even greater than I was before and be able to help so many others. Like, I feel like I was healed so that I can help others heal too. And that's great to be able to see such an awful disease in such a positive light and I think that that'll give a lot of people a lot of hope so thank you so much and everyone can follow your Instagram can't they chronically healed and 
see your own journey and all your modeling pictures which are all absolutely gorgeous so I'm sure you're very pleased with the sort of images that you put out on Instagram because they are incredible and you should be so proud of yourself oh thank you so much no thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure and I wish you all the best of luck in the future yeah thank you so much thank (laughs) you for speaking good luck with everything Mm -hmm. bye bye Bye.